Well, it's just hard. I'm not a mistake. You'll always have Paris. I know that why you cry. I'm gonna make him an offer, Kevin. It must have been one hell of a night. We're about to go get him, Tiger. All right, uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bring Us the Movies. My name is Mark Ray. I'm joined here today by my friend Eric Dixon. Hello, hi. And today we're going to be going over our first uh, Versus episode, which will feature the movies Predator and Prey, and we'll be featuring movie news about Deadpool 3's release, and we'll have a very uh, interesting discussion about what we've been watching today, and we've got a round of Q&A questions coming up at the end. So stick around for that, and we'll get started right away. uh, What's the movie news today? looking like all right so yesterday at the time of this uh recording yesterday i believe uh ryan reynolds there was some sort of trailer he was in i didn't see it i didn't um, see it either yeah but look at us we're, we're so good at our job yeah but uh but basically it was a like a teaser i guess for deadpool 3 basically an official announcement where he's like you know they're making another one and q jackman is returning as wolverine which is a b- pretty big deal and i think the logo was like a kid his like claws scratched forming like a, a three mm-hmm. which is kind of clever actually kind of like that but yeah the problem with that is that he died in an artistically integral film <laughs> and so now i don't like well we movie. also don't know where this takes place in the timeline do we i don't know i didn't see deadpool too i yeah. i really don't know the thing is i don't care about superhero timelines if a character is dead i want them to stay dead which is a very strange thing for me to say but you gotta understand these things have been going on for over two plus decades now and they don't seem to be stopping anytime soon. So if a character dies, they're gone. Yeah, that's something mind. they tend to have a problem with when it comes to superheroes. Like they'll always be resurrected somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. But I hope in in terms of like the movie universes, they keep it to where like characters just stay dead. Because then all their their death just has no meaning if it's just like, oh, hey, they're back. Yeah, I remember the there was a quote from. Um, from Ralph the Movie Maker, he's uh, the Sard- one of the Sardana cast uh, filmmakers, which is one of the inspirations to this podcast, if you guys haven't caught on yet, just dropping a hint anyways. <laughs> but he once noted that like for the production of Black Widow, they were planning on having Tony Stark come back as a, as a, uh, as a little cameo, and he said, yeah, it's right. always the last time until next time. And I've always thought of that. I've been thinking about that quote re- very much recently in regards to superhero movies, which yeah. is why I'm kind of... I'm kind of leaving the the I'm kind of with the exception of like a few like you know like ones that like Spider Verse mm-hmm. two and Black Panther two and you know the 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 ones that are like yeah I should probably see this because it looks like it will do something interesting yeah the rest I'm like you guys you've had your turn my yeah. turn now and I feel like the the cynicism is is warranted there mm-hmm. I can't even can't even be mad yeah I think maybe the only reason I'm like this cynical is because like. It's because, A, we were kind of, like, low on, like, spicy movie news takes right now because yeah. this, this was, like, the one thing. <laughs> yeah, we literally were just sitting here, like, researching. We saw, like, one or two things that maybe could have been interesting. I mean, we do have something for our next episode that we won't talk about, yeah. but that, that'll that be interesting to talk about when, yeah. the, when the time comes. When the time is right. Yeah, yes. but uh, for right now, this is what we've got. Deadpool 3 is announced, if you're into that. Uh, and I just found out that... Hugh Jackman, after dying of a poignant death of his character, he's coming back. That that doesn't make me mad. Like a like good like good spicy movie news should make me mad. This just bums me out. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, which nothing wrong with Deadpool inherently. And yeah, I don't. 
like I got to watch those movies. Yeah. I guess. I I kind of mm. forgot about them, man. I don't I don't think about those movies ever. Nobody does, ironically. But the but the industry is toting them up like they're the they're the next best thing since yeah. sliced And isn't bread. like isn't like Deadpool supposedly joining the MCU or something? He probably is. I don't even know at this point. Like they're probably all the DC and Marvel and Star Wars and freaking Parks and Rec is all joining the same universe. Now. <laughs> I'm watching Parks and Rec now. Thanks, Anna Davis. Uh, anyways shout out friend of the show yes <laughs> girlfriend of the show my girlfriend of the yeah. show yes to be specific but uh, yeah um anyways uh after that i guess we want to move into our first verses for the podcast yeah yeah we watched predator and prey two yes. really good really entertaining and also really thoughtful movies for for in both of them are pretty pretty interesting to like consider yeah. like i've never even thought that like franchise that's kind of goofy like predator could have some teeth to it honestly but mm. i mean don't get me wrong the first one does have mm. like a lot of scary moments but it's still like you can feel the 80s-ness in it yeah prey feels like it's just like a straight up just like brutal horror action thriller and it's really it's really engaging. yeah it really surprised me especially coming because i watched prey right after watching predator mm-hmm. and it's like i'm not gonna say night and day because i wouldn't go that far no, they're both good. it's definitely it's definitely not um you know that big of a a difference but i will say like there was something about prey just like the vibe and all that it just i was way more into it like start off from the jump than i was with predator like predator kind of took a while for me to like because it started off like you said it was like you know cheesy 80s action movie and it wasn't until like later when like the the predator really started to like you know do its thing they were the ones being hunted that's what makes it creepy Cause I was sitting there, I was sitting, I, like when I was watching Predator, I was sitting there, I was like, ah man, I, I'm ready for the, the Predator to come and start start mm-hmm. messing stuff up. But like when it came to Prey, I was, I, I was just like, this Whoa. is a good story. Yeah, I was, I was really, I was really into it. Like every part works, I think. Like mm-hmm. the, the representation, the, the gender identity, uh, storyline, the, the action, the, the horror especially is really oh, gruesome. Oh man. Yeah. Do not watch this if you're queasy. I will say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, especially for like clearly you know a lot of computer generated images but it still manages to like you know yeah but but actually a lot of it, a lot of animatronics are noticed like uh the predator's head i looked this up predator's head is one of the few instances in recent hollywood memory i can think of where they had an animatronic face and they didn't cgi it over which is really which i'm really happy for good job wow. movie. i mean yeah the predator in in prey looked insane like like, cause you know, I see, I see the way it looked, it looked in Predator and I was like, I can see how this would like freak people out. Mm-hmm. But then I watched Prey and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I, <laughs> yeah, I totally I get it now. The vibe for the first one is like gross, but suspenseful. The second mm-hmm. one is just like freaking terrifying to look at. Like that's, yeah. that's how I can describe it. And they show it more. Like the first one, it was, I feel like the first one really banked on the, the creepiness or like scariness really coming from the fact that you don't really see a whole lot of what's uh hunting yeah whereas prey is just like straight up like this is this is it yeah it has a freaking what is it uh, was it a bear skull over its face for its mask yeah something something like that it It looks freaking like it will give me nightmares i'm pretty sure i mean maybe not as much as like something like nope but it was it was (laughs) yeah like that was that was a little pretty intense but but yeah both are really like really good installments and yeah to quote once again quote a youtuber uh cosmonaut marcus congratulations to the predator franchise for finally having their second good movie <laughs> yeah it's like um 
and Predator, like, Predator sets itself up for Prey almost. Like, Prey, Mm -hmm. in a way, as a concept, almost works better than Predator. I agree. If if that makes sense. Like, because Predator is, like, the whole idea is, like, these, like, macho men, like, with, with freaking machine guns and big muscles and all that stuff can he yeah yeah can't even <laughs> yeah they're yeah. equipped with catchphrases <laughs> they're not they're not really there to do battle they're there to yeah exactly <laughs> like they can't even like defeat this thing and and it comes to the point where it's like it's like down to like gorilla type warfare for it to really uh for you know arnold's character to really even do some damage yeah and we you know we go all the way back to um what it's supposed to take like 300 years or something like before mm the events of the first uh, Predator movie, it really lends itself to this setting very, very well because that's what Arnie had to do in the first movie is mm-hmm. he had to revert back to, to those, like... Um, Basic hunting yeah. and stuff. So, it, like, it worked very well for this movie. Yeah. And not to mention, like, the storyline, it, it, te- it has more grit to it, I find, because there's, because, like, there's a lot of different moving compart- like p- parts to it. Like, you have... Like the scene that really stuck out to us, uh, we we saw the ending together because like we, for a number of reasons, we just didn't get to the end until like today. Yeah. But like, the the scene that really stuck out to us was was it, it was the part where she realizes that the predator can't see her if her body heat is down. So like she yeah. takes a medicinal yeah. herb that like gives her the ability to like it doesn't give her, it's like a medicinal herb that like it does that thing that my nurse mom explained to me where, that I forget because I'm a, because I'm a simpleton. Where like you reduce your body heat and that helps you like like it numbs the effects of like amputations and stuff. Yeah. And so like she takes that and uses it to fight back against the predator. And it's a great scene because like like the um, the 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 Comanche tribe in the movie is like it has this dynamic of like women as the healers and the and the gatherers and men as the hunters. But like in this case, she's using that to like balance out like it's it's balancing out her status as both. A hunter and as a healer because she uses both to defeat the predator yeah and it's 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 a great example but of she also uses it to use the predator as a weapon in a way yeah because she uses the predator's weapon against him in the end yeah because of like the way she's like st- like she's strategizing and she's thinking over like the action scene because the action scenes they're not just about like you know like big dudes punching each other it's all about like the the strategy and the the complex movement of each character and that's what really is missing from a lot of hollywood blockbusters these days mm-hmm. and it's a great example of mixing action with story beats with gender dynamics and with representation and it's like it balances it all so well in a really nice package yeah. it's really hard to pull off and i'm really impressed by it in a lot of ways. yeah absolutely but, yeah it was very well done and not even to mention like prey is just a pretty damn gorgeous movie to look at mm-hmm. honestly like it reminded me a bit of the revenant obviously not like to the same levels as like all the natural lighting and all that and just like sweeping like wide shots because yeah. you know this film isn't that pretentious but <laughs> <laughs> but you know it still looked very good there was just a lot of ironically a lot of moments of serenity yeah and and which like added to it because of like how messed up the movie is at times especially when it comes to the, the animals just kind of like oh it's it's a nice little bunny and then it's like oh yeah. oh damn now it's now it's dead <laughs> yeah and it's like those moments of serenity kind of like let you not only absorb the 
layout of the natural landscapes that form the battle scenes later on mm. but they also kind of create this excuse me they create this like like ability to just like absorb the the presence of the place so that the horror that comes on later on it has more of a gut punch like you said yeah which is really 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 like heart-wrenching yeah and even like the using the environment like like the mud pit that she um gets stuck in like early in the movie and then later on she uses that same one yeah. or was it it was the same one wasn't it or was I'm pretty it, sure it's the same one yeah it's that same one like um you know trap the the predator mm-hmm. and then have it um get it get it right uh where she wants it you know and then like she uses like she notices the head the the the, the spear cannon thing that like with the laser trackers like yeah. she notices that's what is putting like it, like it goes where the laser goes so like she kind of like redirects it to fire at the predator it's you have to see the movie to understand. What you I had mean. to have been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had to be there. But yeah, it was really. Even though this movie has been out for a while, so maybe you were there. Yeah, we we were kind of late to the party. Yeah. But we, in our defense, we had to follow the the schedule of the podcast. Yeah. Which both of us decided on, and I, maybe we should just like do it every one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, great movies. Um, I give Predator a solid eight out of ten. I give pray a nine and a half maybe a ten honestly uh, honestly i was gonna say around the same honestly yeah like predator probably eight and a half yeah uh, pray really pray i'll probably give a nine nine and a half yeah maybe i don't know if it'd work as like a double feature but i mean that, that could be interesting you you saw it yeah I, I did watch because i literally watched predator uh earlier today and then i watched started watching pray right after which i don't know if that like had any like influence it probably did because i feel like a lot of people kind of just watch prey like having watched predator long before mm-hmm. um but even still i think both both movies are pretty dang solid yeah skip all the other predator movies though they all suck i've, I've heard, seen i've heard two is all right okay maybe maybe two but like like i saw the opening i, I kid you not i saw the opening title credits for the predator and it looked like just the most boring yeah, I've heard the predator isn't I've i hate when, I hate when they just they either add a the or take away a the it's so annoying yeah, how about this, Hollywood? Come up with some original <laughs> titles and some original names. Do you think of that? Anyways. Uh, okay, uh, is that you think that's about good for for Predator versus Prey? I think so. Yeah, I think our winner is probably Prey. Yeah, see them both. definitely. Yeah, see them both. for sure. All right, so what have you been watching this uh, past week? I'll let Eric go first. Uh, all right, I've been on a weirdly Sam Raimi kick. I watched the first Spider-Man movie again. Mm. But we're not going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I also watched Evil Dead 2. Uh, nice. Rewatching it was my second time seeing it. Mm. Pretty solid. Um, I, uh, coming off the first one, I'm not... I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I'm not as fond of the first one. Oh, me neither. Yeah, it's like... It's like it's a good student film. That's Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. It's like cool, but like the, the second one, it's definitely... Uh, more entertaining yeah more stylized more, exactly exactly like it really found its its footing mm-hmm. um but like yeah watching that it was it was nice just like a nice good time fun fun time in the living room fun time watching a dude cutting his hand off exactly like i was like the whole time i was just like yeah i'm waiting for the chainsaw because <laughs> it's like the best the best thing ever my favorite scene by far is when he like revs up the chainsaw hand it's just like Maybe that's an obvious take, but it's yeah. It makes me happy. So no, much it's it's great. It. Yeah, what I've been seeing this this week. All right, so I had a whole thing planned out for this. So buckle your seatbelts. All right, all right. 
Maybe it's a little early to call it, but here goes. I may have found the underlooked, underrated film of the year. It's called Confess Fletch. Confess, comma, Fletch. I okay, say. I haven't even heard of it. Yeah, so. most people haven't. Here we go. So, Fletch is a book series from the 70s. It's a detective mystery comedy series. Uh, it was turned into an 80s comedy series with Chevy Chase, two movies, uh, sort of successful financially. My dad knows about them, so so he showed me the first a little bit of the first one. It was okay. But they made, 40 years later, a sequel to the, ser- to the movie series, kind of, and an adaptation of one of the books called Confess Fletch. It's no longer starring Chevy Chase. It's starring John Hamm. It is freaking amazing. Like, it is just so much fun and so many different jokes. And it's like the jokes are moving mile a minute. Like, this, is, this honestly has the energy of a, of a Edgar Wright or uh, a Ryan Johnson or a Sam Raimi film, actually. Because, like, it's just so many beats and so many jokes. Like, it's got a really fun score It's got inventive opening title sequences, which you do not see in Hollywood anymore. It's slick. It's got great, like, energy. It's got really interesting, like, plot lines. But let's not beat around the bush. It's got amazing characters. There is... Oh, yeah. Obviously, there's John Hamm as Detective Fletch. Well, he's not a detective. He's a journalist, former journalist, kind of, like, just kind of carousing through a mystery that that he's having a hard time solving. I don't even know the storyline, too because it's so difficult to figure out. But there's <clears throat> Kyle McLaughlin, that's Dale Cooper of Twin Peaks, playing an old man who's an art buyer, who's also a germaphobe, who's also an electronic dance music lover. He jams out to electronic dance music several times in the movie, and it's weird, but it's also <laughs> hilarious. There's this stoner girl who's so dazed and so clueless about her, like what she's doing that she catches herself on fire in a kitchen and like she barely even notices at first and john ham has to put it out and she has to like and instead of putting out the fire she just uses a broom to knock out the fire alarm uh like the fire detector in a room like just to knock it just to get it to stop beeping and then the best character of 2022 is the influencer the influencer character lady who john ham has to pretend to be an, an inside edition influencer magazine writer and cross his legs and just smile at all her jokes and just pretend to be that kind of guy as she just goes off like explaining the word the meaning of the word bespoke it is amazing <laughs> it is hilarious it is just watch it when you can if you can watch it on blu-ray great if you watch it in theaters like in the limited run like i did even better so it's still in theaters currently i think today was his last day in our town unfortunately gotcha gotcha, gotcha. it is so great and i cannot recommend it enough it's just a blast man all right. Yeah, I hadn't even heard of that. Um, I know you're excited to tell me about it, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's just worth it. It's it's such a good movie. I'm I could talk about it all day, honestly. Sounds interesting. Yeah, and my girlfriend loved it too. She was like, she she and I like are big fans of John Hamm because when we saw Baby Driver, we noticed that like the the wrinkles on his forehead. Sorry, John Hamm. Like whenever he like he raises. <laughs> Shout out John Hamm, Hamm friend of the show. Yeah, yeah, friend no, of the show. No, I'm just kidding. Whenever he raises his eyebrows, like you know the lines you see on somebody's mm-hmm. face, like. He like they're a massive on his head, and we just always like to point that out. But Dang! Great actor, by the way, John Hamm. Hope you. Hope yeah, you, you got to throw that one in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you want to move on to Q and A questions? Sure thing. All right. Uh, first one, Stephen Lambros. What is the best place to see a movie in Wilmington? Uh, that would be the Cinematique on UNCW's campus. Yeah. No, not that's not actually my answer. Uh, King Hall. Is sorry, good, though. sorry, I sh- probably shouldn't have 
he'll cut that out. But uh, shout out to Sebastian, <laughs> friend of the show. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I would say for me personally, uh, Regal at Mayfair simply because I have the Regal Pass, so my tickets are very cheap, next to free, and I also get rewards every time I see movies. So yeah. I also really like the theater. It's a nice area and uh, a good theater. So yeah, that's my probably my my personal favorite place. I don't know if it's the best, but yeah, yeah, that's my answer. I've been trying to go to Thalion Hall, which is like a, it's like it's right next to city. It's like I think it's part of City Hall, but they do like indie film screenings and stuff like that. I missed Marcel the Shell's shoes at this year, which spun me out because it looked really cute. Mm. But um, yeah, that's that's the great thing about Wilmington is that there are a lot of like smaller places that do like different um, like screenings and stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, there's a Jenga's Playhouse. They do like mm-hmm. film festivals for Google Loris and stuff. Which yeah, is always fun. I, I just helped them renovate it last year. Actually, when we were doing my oh wow, really? Yeah, it was, it was actually, they actually did a really good job. It's really cool. Um, before we go on to the next question, though, I do want to shout out my hometown, Cameo Art House Theater. If anybody's in the Faithful area, go check them out because they're awesome. I'm sounding like a radio show host now, <laughs> like promoting them, but they are. I saw some really good movies with them over the years, have really fond memories, and just wanted to point that out. But yeah. Um, next one. Oh, sorry. The last one was. Did we say the last one was from Stephen Lambros? I don't remember. Apologies, Stephen Lambros. Your shout last out. question. Shout out, friend of the show, friend of the show. Yeah, last Just question. in case we didn't. Yeah. All right, next one. Maximilizia. Friend of the show. Oh, friend of the show, friend of the show. Sorry. Sorry, I don't I, I, <laughs> I was cueing him, but that was, then I realized I look rude cueing Sorry. people to say stuff. So. I'm actually not aware who, who he is. He's my friend. Okay, He's, so he is a friend of the show. Friend of the show. Yeah, friend <laughs> Sorry, I, I should have I coordinated this better. Anyways, uh, what Starbucks order do you judge people for the most and why? As I, as I sit here with a, a star, Starbucks cup. Uh, the irony is yeah. poisonous. <laughs> all right, do you want to go first? Or you... I have an answer. All right, all right. Matcha all right. tea. It's green, it's it's gross, and it makes me want to puke because it looks like puke. And I one time <laughs> ordered a green tea from Starbucks. I'm not going to name which one because, well, actually, who am I kidding? They're a massive, they're a massive group of, of chain. Anyways, but like, they're a massive chain. But anyways... I ordered green tea, and I meant like you know, like green tea that you get like that you seep in a cup, mm-hmm. like like the kind that you get in like little packets that you can just like sip and yeah. milk, milk and sugar. They gave me matcha tea. And oh, it was the grossest what? thing I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I Ma- judge people for getting that because it's disgusting. Yeah, uh, one of my one of my friends, she really loves the matcha tea. Like she hyped it up so. One time I went with her, and she hyped it up so much. I didn't know what I was gonna get, so I was like, you know, I'll try the I'll try the matcha tea, sure. What did you think? I wasn't into it. Uh, wasn't very into it at all. Yeah. Not gonna Not gonna lie to you. Hmm. I wonder why that could be. Because <laughs> yeah. it's green and it's gross and it looks yeah. like pillow. Yeah, it's not very. It's not very good to me. Yeah. But is that the one you would judge other people for getting? Or no, I actually don't have like a specific one, but like there is like one thing. Like, you know those orders that, like, are extremely specific, that are, like, oh, really okay. long? Mm-hmm. Like, those in general, I'm, like, kind of like, okay, what what the hell? Because how, how do you, for one, how do you even discover that these specific things are what you like? Yeah. It's, like, how, like, what do you do? do? Like, do you just experiment all the time? And then eventually you just form, you, you just, you just form this, like, extremely obnoxiously long order mm-hmm. that's really specific or are you just like is this just 
they think it's a build your own coffee buffet. Yeah, exactly. It's just like weird. It's just like why? Like why is this? I don't know. That, so I feel like that. I would probably say is like it's not, it's not like a specific order, but like just those instances. Just yeah, I'm just like, Whoa. like why? Like, if on. I was if I was a barista working at Starbucks, I would be like, I quit. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. It's like, come on, you're holding up the line, dude. Like that's, that's yeah, exactly. Kind of, I'm behind. I I, I just picture time. a dude in like a a, a blazer and like a, a freaking a button up with jeans and maybe some like New Balances or something. Walking up, he's got a freaking like AirPods in. He's on like he's got a messenger bag and he walks up and he's like, yeah, I want this, 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 this amount of this and this amount of, amount of that. And then, <laughs> yeah, it's funny that de- that describes what John Hamm looks like in Fletch. I'm not making that up. He has the sneakers on and the suit, and a and a Lakers hat. It's it's a look. I'm not gonna deny it. But yeah, that's that's just what I picture. Those are the kind of people that like have those kinds of orders. Wow. Dang. Sorry to those people. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry if you're one of those people. It's all good. All right. We got another. We got some good questions today. Here, let's keep the ball rolling with Matthew right, Serino, right. Uh, friend of the show. You can add one f bomb to a PG movie. Where do you insert it? Let's try not to say the f bomb, but let's okay. let's imp- we'll use it for the sen- for one time each for the sentence that we're describing. Is that a deal? Um, sure, yeah. Okay, but I have my answer. If, all right. If you still need a little, because you told me earlier you need time. Yeah, I, got I a great answer. All right, you go. You go. Favorite. My favorite animated movie of all time is Spider Man into the Spider Verse, and the scene I'm thinking of is the scene. So basically. Miles Morales uh, has just gotten Spider-Man powers, and he accidentally like gets his sticky hands. I don't even know what to call them. Sticky hands, whatever that Spider-Men mm-hmm. have, Spider-People have. That like he grabs, he accidentally grabs uh, his his crush uh, Gwen's hair by accident. Should keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. But he can't get it out because he has Spider-Man powers. And so he they go to the the school nurse. They like they have to shave it like shave it off half like off screen. And Miles just like looks awkward and just horrified by what he's done, and tries to say to Gwen, "Nice to meet you." You cuts to her. She has a handprint of a shaved hand, like inside, like on the side of her head. Yeah, she and does. she just looks just completely just done with life. And she and looking at her in her pocket mirror, looking at her hair, and just goes, "Sure," slams it. Total pleasure. What I would do is I would say, "Sure." Total fucking pleasure damn it's to drive home how pissed she was because <laughs> i could feel you could feel the the nervous dread of miles in that room as you're watching i feel like it. now when i watch that movie i'm just gonna be i'm gonna be anticipating her saying the f-bomb and then she doesn't and i'm gonna be disappointed i'm sorry no it's not it's cool it's fine it's still an amazing movie absolutely 10 out of 10 by far um best movie of 2018 i'd say for me man i honestly i thought of something but it's this technically isn't. I might bend the rules a little bit because this isn't a PG movie. It's PG thirteen. I'll allow it this one time. Yeah, yeah. It's... But it's keeping up with with like Spider Man. It's okay. Spider Man three. We all know the iconic part where you know. Um, you'll fix this. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll get your rent when you fix this, dude. If they replace damn with the f bomb, you'll get your rent when you fix this fucking door. Yes. Honestly. I feel like that would just like make that movie ten times better. Absolutely, it would be it would be the perfect movie if that was the case. But we wouldn't have gone through that phase of hating. People wouldn't have gone through that phase of hating yeah, exactly. The, the hate wouldn't exist if that if if it had the f bomb in in that specific moment. So I feel like that's probably my pick for it. Yeah, 
Because like, I, I really couldn't think of anything else other than that was like one of the first things that came to mind when I first read the question. But I was like, I don't know if I should pick this because I'm sure people are sick and tired of hearing me talk about Spider-Man. So Eric has a one track mind and that track <laughs> is shaped like a spider. No, I'm kidding. Shaped like Spider-Man. Um, anyways, I was I on... thought I had a moment of like <laughs> I thought like I had it for a second. Dang it. Anyways, um, yeah. what time are we at? Oh, we got. 10 minutes left we're doing pretty good all right uh we got one more we have a very special q a question mm -hmm. this is jacob grell he is the director and manager and producer of the netflix documentary series friday night heroes uh so yeah friend of the show um thank you for submitting a question to us by the way jacob are you worried about the current state of film do you think storytelling and writing is being watered down to fit corporate agendas in the industry it's a hard-hitting question. Yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts? So here's here's the thing. Corporate, like connections to storytelling in Hollywood, has it's it's part of the industry. It's been a part of the industry for a while. It's not excusing it, but it it is a part mm. that has been around. Even in some of the classic films we've seen, like The Godfather and and Casablanca and stuff like that, like it's always studios always been a part of it, and it's always going to be, unfortunately. But that said, in recent years, with the wave of, of, of blockbuster and superhero craze and stuff like that, I have noticed that there is a lot of, uh, there's a maybe, if not more frequent, then more potent um, trying, like, meddling with, with productions. Because you look back on, on prior cases like Fantastic Four reboot of 2015, <laughs> or, what's an example, like... Suicide Squad or The Last Airbender or something like that where Man, it, it could be you're really naming some really bad movies. Yeah, they they aim for different like the the ways in which those movies were meddled with were different for each one. But like sometimes it's a bad director that the studio chooses, sometimes it's producer meddling, sometimes it's poor editing choices like mm -hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody. Sometimes it's with Bohemian Rhapsody, it's hiring a bad person. That's for another time. But the thing that I've noticed recently is it's with this hypersaturation of the industry. It's coming from the place, the desire to create these these studio synergy systems that have networks of not just multi-share universes, but also toy lines, which was started from blockbusters of the mm -hmm. '80s and '70s, and merchandising and uh, deals and things like that that kind of contribute to the the census of it. But with all that being said. What I think it's lost in this conversation of of Hollywood versus you know like like artsy films is while I I don't want to sound cynical because I do like a lot of Hollywood films and I like a lot of Indiewood films mm -hmm. I dislike a lot of Hollywood films dislike a lot of Indiewood films I'm not trying to be you know like this is shut down Hollywood guy because the thing is sometimes the energies between Hollywood and artist artistic creation they come together in really interesting ways. Like, what gets lost in these conversations is the fact that high art and low art are never as distinct from one another as one often thinks. Because what about movies like Blade Runner, or The Matrix, or The Godfather, or, um, what's an example? Like, Lady Bird. Those movies kind of don't fit into one category or another because they, they have such unique ways of approaching the art form. And they have such unique ways approach, of approaching production, too. And so... 
while there is always going to be this thought of like Hollywood is dominating like storytelling and it's watering down our stories and stuff, I do think that as long as you're willing to look in the in the places that are you don't think about, then the, the medium will survive. Because for me, this has not been a great year for blockbuster films. Like I didn't really like. I've heard bad things about like Morbius and like. Was Jurassic- Morbius this year? Yeah. Holy and Jura- crap! And Jurassic World too. Oh, bad oh, ones. not Jura- Yeah, Jurassic World Dominion was not good. Dominions was good though. Anyways, but <laughs> but like, but I will say, even though it's not been a great year for for blockbusters for the most part, it has been a fantastic year for films that are kind of on the cusp between indie and blockbuster. Like, I was emotionally enthralled by everything ever all at once. I was terrified by Nope. I was uh, really charmed by. Like, what I saw, I did see a little bit of Marcel Shell's shoes, and now I'm just laughing my butt off at Confess, Confess Fletch, because if you go out of your way, what I always tell people is, and encourage people this, is if you go out of your way to find something that is, like, truly new to you, and truly is different from what you usually put on your plate, you'll find something that eventually, you'll eventually find something that you really love. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, I feel like, for me, definitely, it's... um because I do tend to like watch a lot of like the big Hollywood stuff, but on the rare occasion that I do dip my toes in like something a little more indie, like uh, for example, a while ago, I remember watching mid nineties and just like mm-hmm. being like, wow, that was a nice experience. It was an edgy, but nice experience. Yeah. And it's, too. and it's like one of those things like, um, like I, do I think that the industry is like watered down? I mean, I can't deny it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and mm. and, and deny that because I do think so. But like, it's like you were saying, you know, sometimes you just kind of have to look look elsewhere at times. And and I always think back to like the whole Martin Scorsese thing and like what he says about like amusement park films and all that. And I feel like a lot of people just get his words misconstrued. Exactly. Because there's, there's a place for it. You know, he's not saying that like these movies shouldn't exist and like these movies are bad and there's only room for high art and, no, and he, cinema he like he he never said those words but that's what people think and i agree it's like amusement park films are fun they're enjoyable mm-hmm. and they do dominate the box office you know you look at like what's a what's a big blockbuster that came out last year oh uh i guess um eternals maybe i don't know was... oh spider-man came out last year was it? oh shoot. yeah you like you like you look at something like spider-man how that performed, and then you look at like something like the the last duel, which yeah, or, was or the Green Knight, or the Green Knight, yeah, and it's like you see how those movies performed. Well, I actually don't know much about how the Green Knight performed. But I know, okay. yeah, I know that the last duel was like kind of bombed, which yeah, I actually liked it. I don't know how you felt about it. I think I liked it a little more than you did, yeah, but it was it was a little too extreme in some parts for me. Yeah, but yeah, I, but I mean, I, I get I get what you're saying. Like, mm, you know, there is yeah. there should be room for just more original content. Yeah, than, exactly. Um, and it's just one of those things where it's like people like these things all exist. It's not like it's just like there's amusement park films and these are the ones that are just like there and then all the other stuff is like just yeah, it's like, Yeah, it's like all of these things coexist and I think that's a good thing because not everyone is going to be into everything like as as much as we like to like a lot of people like to think um or look at hollywood in like a cynical light which 
again, it's kind of warranted because of like, you know, the state of things, but it's, I still think it's, um, like there's still something out there for, for everyone to enjoy. And I, I think that movies are still, uh, a great like medium for, for stories. And I think they'll continue to be for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. I think if, and if you guys are curious, like, where do I start? Um, there's always indie theaters in your town, usually. Mm-hmm. If not, then you can always yeah, go f- on to... They also have, like, film festivals and stuff like that. Because yeah. I, I see some good stuff at film festivals, man. Yeah. Like, and you go on the Criterion channel, you go to Canopy, mm-hmm. you find, like, some some like some well-known... Like, it doesn't have to be obscure. Like, if you want to, like... Yeah. Like, if you want something that's, like, accessible, but also, like... But also is, like, pushing the boundaries a lot. Mm-hmm. I, here's a couple recommendations I got for from this year. So just keep it topical. So we got everything ever all at once. Like I said, cha cha real smooth. That's not a. That's not the song. That's that's an actual indie film on Apple TV Plus. You got The Northman, which came out in uh, in theaters in April. Uh, you got you got Marcel the Shell with shoes. Really cute, like family A twenty four film. They don't make family movies, but this is the first time they've done it. So if you want like something seems like A twenty four is kind of branching out a little bit lately. Yeah, they have, and they they and it's been successful for them too. Because, like, people have seen everything everywhere all at once, mm-hmm. which is the other one. Nope, obviously. That's probably... Nope is... That's probably my favorite of this year. I yeah. mean, granted, I haven't, like... I haven't watched as many new releases as I, I did last year, but... Same. Nope has... Yeah, that really... I love that movie a lot. Yeah, if you want something... Like, that's... I'd say, like, if you want a good starting point, watch Nope first, because it's a mix between blockbuster and indie. Like, that's mm-hmm. Jordan Peele's kind of... His forte is, like, he's able to make something that's, like, both mainstream... Uh, like mainstream, like it 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 attracts a mainstream audience. Mainstream but like, but adjacent it kind them. of. Yeah, it challenges them. And then, what else? Uh, if you want something musical, Elvis is very goofy and very silly, but I mean, I liked it. Um, Elvis was decent. Yeah. yeah. What else? There's there's a lot. Confess Fletch, like I keep saying, mm. keep watching that. Uh, then, oh, obviously, uh, X and um, Pearl, two crazy horror movies if you're into gory horror movies my girlfriend's watching pearl at the theaters right now as we speak with a friend which is cool and i would encourage you not to take the grandparents to see either of those films from what <laughs> i have seen but yeah just go out of your way find something that you've never experienced before look into it i always recommend people look in to see like what the parents guide on the on the imdb yeah, page says yeah, yeah. just in case so like you know what you're getting into but find something that 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 sounds cool to you and that you're not like you're not really sure what it's like, but I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Yes, yes, you, I, I do want to. I do want to stress that too. Like at the end of the day, make sure you're still at least interested in what you're consuming. Exactly, because it, it's not one of those things where you just kind of like you just force yourself to watch something different just because it's different. Mm-hmm. Like, still make sure that it's something that would still cater to your interest as you know a consumer. Exactly, and because. That's the, great, that's the great thing about indie films is they're not just a static, you know, like we're only doing the different thing. We're only doing the edgy, weird stuff. Yeah. It's like there are, there really, I'm going to say, I'm going to quote him again. It's a little something for everyone in these movies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a quarter in the jar. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for, for indulging us in that long winded, just ramble about how great indie films are and stuff. Yeah. But I felt, I feel very vindicated now having said all that, get, having expressed it and stuff yeah because i know you have some pretty strong feelings on that yeah, yeah absolutely. all right is that uh about it you think 
Yeah, that's, that's good enough for me. Yeah. We are, yeah, we made it all the way to the, um, oh, shoot, we're actually exactly at 40 minutes. Yeah, we made it. Wow. We, we're very nice. consistent. Wow. Yeah, we are. Dang, Heck yeah. Yeah, may, maybe next episode, which will feature, yeah, it'll feature Boyce Wrecker, I think, won't it? That was the guy we decided to invite over. Is it? Is Boyce going to be our, our guest? I think so. Uh, if we're we're gonna ask him, how about that? Yeah, let's let's find out because I don't want to get I don't want to get my hopes up because Boyce is absolutely so, amazing. So potential, yeah. we we're, we we agreed initially that like it would be a four episode like every four episodes we have a guest over. Mm-hmm. We'll try to do that. Yeah. If not, if no guest, then what is it, maximum overdrive? Yes, drive? that's what. I, yeah, we need to watch something bad to change things. Up. <laughs> we, you can't just watch good movies all your life. As much as I just <laughs> as even though we just went on ten minutes, but like watch something good, enjoy your day. Kind of thing. No, yeah. sometimes you gotta watch a bad movie just to put it in perspective. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, we'd like to thank you all for watching. And wish you all true and false. A very pleasant good evening.